Manya. Yes. Manya Andrews. Uh, not Munya. No. no. We don't want to no. say that. <laughs> we don't want to say that. Look, I just said it. It's That's rude. To a, it's rude word. To a Proper. bad start now. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> but that happens a yeah. lot. People see yeah. the, U, the U there yeah. and they go that way. Mm. Yeah, they go that pretty Well, that's way. okay. We'll bounce back from that. Yep. Um, Adi, just yeah. amazing. You are author barrister and you run your director of evolved communities yep. and you have resisted that thing of all these people who start up businesses and immediately post ceo on their on their linkedin yeah. profile oh i've got a dog washing business i'm the ceo and founder <laughs> yes. of <laughs> God. There's more yeah. ceos than people right now yeah mm. i think they got a racist saying for that in the united states more yeah. too many chiefs and not enough indians yeah that's something right something like that Something like that. That's the terrible, one. terrible people. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't mind getting some opinions on you about the US too, because you must have been meeting mm. a lot of people from there in your work. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, just if you want to jump in intros and um, um, how you need to start, and then we'll we'll just um, we'll see where the yarn takes us, huh? Yeah. Well, we always say Nungam and Ladi to people. Well, I always encourage people to find out the words for hello in their local Aboriginal languages. And Bradi, it's Nungam and Ladi. So I say Nungam and Ladi Amba, Nungam and Ladi Uran, and tell people who my people are, the, the lineage, and also say Nungam and Ladi Amburani Buru, which is um, hello to all the traditional owners around Australia um, as a starting point. So. Mm. Sweet. Well, uh, we don't really have a hello. Mm, that's right. We, we've, um, my mom, like, so in Wickmookin, there's not really a hello. There's kind of like a ayang, yeah. ayang, which is like getting someone's attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we t tend to just go, um, um, like, when uh, okay, when okay, yeah. um, how you going? Can minima, minima. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um yeah, so you're in your comfort chair now. Yep, I'm because this really is audio, relaxed. audio, not video. Yep. Yeah. Um yeah, you sent me your book. Um I think it was last year. Yeah, yeah. And another one you were getting me to um read through and endorse that the language one. How how did that go? Yes, did that launch it? I've never seen it. Yeah, no, it's going to be published by Magabala, but um next year in twenty 23 um, something to look forward to and it's actually you know it actually turned out good because I'm going through the manuscript again and finding little mistakes so uh, I think thank god I've got that time to make uh, it the best it can be but that's exciting so yeah well see that must be hard as an elder too because um with all those little mistakes everyone be too scared to call you out on them mm, mm. yes yeah, so I like to you know being a perfect Perfectionist. Well. Yeah, don't miss, miss the stops, um, you know, exclamation marks, stop points, that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. So, yeah. yeah, cross eyes, dot, dot yep. the T's. That's the one. Yep. yep. Look up Joseph Campbell, see what he was really about. He's an amazing man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I read a lot of his work and um, he, was, he was, and he was a real ally for Native American people, you know, very respectful. And, and and saw a lot of wisdom in American Native American culture, and um, you know, and raised that status for them. So he he's an amazing fellow, really. 
Hmm. Look, too many there aren't, uh, too bad there aren't too many of him around because we'd really be changing the world if we got them on board. Well, we'd, we'd all be heroes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so um, if I'm looking at your like, journey into dream time, it's the first thing I read from you. It's just it just had this playful cheekiness to it. Mm. I, I really enjoyed and the oh, things you, you're throwing out. Like so, you yep. look at all the headings we've got here. We've got um, Dreamtime Software. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, what else have we got? L O R E versus L A W. Yep. You know, um, just some like inside outside knowledge. Yep. You know? That's yeah. it. Inside yeah. outside. Uh, dreaming ears, trees, dreaming know? ears and dreaming yeah. eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and love magic. Mm. Love magic yep. too. I don't know how much you can talk about that, but I mean, you wrote it in your book, so. Yeah, well, that's that Jarada, that um, Aboriginal women's law for love. Yeah. Magic. But as one, one old girl reckoned one time, we don't just sing for love, we sing for everything. So, yeah. but when you think about creation, it is about love, isn't it? You know? Um, that's it making sure there's plentiful supply for all of us that's yep. love that's yep. like caring for our community and our people and our land so mm. it, that's, that's proper love magic man and woman energies yep. and and all the things that that sparks in creation exactly. love magic is a big one and it kind of got uh it got a bad rap yeah so i think um popularized popularized this this idea of singing yeah singing yeah. somebody from and that film jeddah you know yeah that'd be a, so it's kind of like a, a or anything that's right this yeah. idea that that um love magic is kind of like some kind of date rape drug that's used by men yeah but people don't understand that no. women's women's law there you know that's women's law and um and it's our responsibility to carry that law through too. And it goes from right through top end, right over to the Kimberley, worked its way that way. So, yeah. you know, that's that's um, our traditions and that going that way. So, um, yeah, and it goes, goes a lot deeper. That's right. Than, yeah. than Jeddah. So, yeah. It, it, it gets um, mistranslated a lot too. Yeah, it does. Back in yeah. the day, so you know, yeah. if so, if you know, I look in um, a dictionary for our mob, it's like um, um, that's the word marriage, and mm. that, that always gets translated. That could that was translated by the missionaries as um, 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 what you call it? That, that commandment where you cheat on somebody, adultery. Yeah, adultery. It was yeah. Tra translated as adultery. Yeah, it's like no, no, it's it's um, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's very different relations. Man, mm. oh, look, I just love your book, aren't? Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I still just pick it up and have a little flick through and have a smile, you know. Mm. Um, lots of stuff on Rainbow Snake here. Yeah, the very mm. important. That's um, big one. That one, the Rainbow Snake, and yeah. Uh, and just just the magic that's still with us, you know, we can see a rainbow in the sky after rain. And I say to people, but that's that that's God with us. That's mm. that blessing, you know, just mm. to show you that just because you can't see it during the daytime, but it shows reveals itself like that. That's yeah. that's a revelation. So yeah, that's him. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's that law is um, it's kind of it, it goes everywhere. Yeah, it does. You know, it's like a continental, like a common law, you know, it that is. sort of ties us all together, you know. Absolutely. Em embassy yeah. runs on that. Yeah. Mm. So, um, mm. yeah, really big one. It, it, I reckon it goes all around the world. Yeah, yeah, uh, some people have said that, yeah. Because everybody's got, um, yep. everybody's got that big serpent dreaming. Yeah, well, it shows up in a different form, whether it's the dragon, which is the yeah. serpent, or, you know, um Quetzalcoatl in in South America yeah uh, same thing that feathered they call it the feathered rainbow serpent yeah, what's interesting it. about that is um you know that used to be um secret men's knowledge about the feathered stuff and yeah they got that over in South America so that's out in the open now you know that it is the feathered rainbow serpent and yeah. what do you do with that information and that knowledge so yeah, yeah. really interesting and he um, went away, mm. he went away from them, took off to somewhere 
Yep. They're not sure where it is, but it's the land of red and black. I wonder mm. where that. Wonder where that could be. I wonder. Yeah, that's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. Might have just landed right on top of our flag. Yeah. Or something. Who knows? Yeah. True. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so and you, you talk a lot about um, uh, totems and you kind of demystify all of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because being a very practical person, I like to think, well, what is that about? And, and, um, and I actually got that from a friend of, of, of mine, um, Trevor Wee, who talks about, he says the totem is there to help guide us through life and it's about mm. what sort of, it's what sort of lessons do we need to learn in life? Um, what sort of skills we have? Um, so, for instance, one of my dreamings, um, well, two of them are flying dreamings. One is the eagle, the white-chested eagle we call Arlen in Bardi, and, um, and also the fruit bat, which we call Nimanbor. And they're both flying dreamings. So um, it's no coincidence that, you know, dreams play a large part in my life, but also flying dreams. Um, and because that's that ability to fly above the ground and see the land be below, have that wide perspective. Mm -hmm. But when you need to hone in on something specific, I've got that ability to do that too. And I put that down to my eagle dreaming mm -hmm. that, that gives me that talent in life. Whereas yeah. other people will have different talents because they got different dreamings. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's at um Kung Kung. Mm. Um what's it called? Um Sea Eagle. Sea yeah. Eagle, that one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. That yeah. One. yeah. Yeah, it's a very different one from the, the big wedge tail. The big wedge tail. Yeah. Other ones. Yeah, yeah. That's mm. yeah, um my my um uh, my woman Megan's she's got that very tala. Oh um, yeah. One that which I one from Central Queensland. Oh yeah. 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 So. Which is um. Anyway, yeah, we, we had to we had to check that out a little bit with the old people before we got together. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> if if that work that with bro right. works with Brogol, right? Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, because you don't want to finish up uh, the wrong way. Wrong way. <laughs> Someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you'll end up like the platypus, <laughs> which is how it got to be very different because you know went wrong way and got that's it. Um, all these different traits and characteristics. <laughs> yeah, the water water rat and the, the yeah. duck, and the duck uh, <laughs> that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then, I mean, because it happened, you know, we finish up mm. with this platypus, which is a pretty unique um, animal, isn't it? Yeah. It really is so there's something then about that individual being quite unique i think in yeah. our culture then because they bring special gifts and talents that others don't have that's it yeah. it's, and it's funny i mean and and but to start with for first few thousand years or whatever that was, it was outcast you know mm. like uh you know like a, a taboo thing so it was you know cast out yeah. um, poor thing but it's funny for our in a, in our in our law, it's um, you know, you don't have that punishment forever. No. You know, you're not like branded a criminal for all of eternity, kind of thing. So no, you know, no. In our stories when somebody goes the wrong way, then they have that punishment and get punished, and then that's it goes it. into that place, and then that becomes story for upholding the law, and then they become an entity that that keeps yep. the law in in that way. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. you become quite revered, even. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I've been along that that story like all the way from um, Narren Lake, starting there. Yep. Talking to old um, I was that old fellows them uh, Barkers, um, uh, Roy and June. They they pass away now, yep. um, but they they were sharing that mm. that story with me there, uh, where it starts there. Yep. And then followed all along to like uh, Bathurst and Orange there. Uh. Bathurst yes. there with uh, Flat Rock, mm -hmm. Flat Rock where the where the mother duck died, and then all the babies mm. went out from there. And it's a big dog leg goes all the way up to Coranda, right? Um, yeah. Up the ridge from Cairns there. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. and then out yeah. in so many other directions, you know. Yeah. You know, platypus is really something. It is, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh -huh. So what's this? Um, you talk about this man mandala, because I know you, you're into Jung a bit, and yeah, he, he, was, yeah. he was fond of mandalas too. You talk about like yeah, a black yeah. mandala. Yeah, I talk about our kinship structures. And, you know, if you draw them out, especially the Gugaja one mm. from Kimberley Way, mm. it looks like a mandala when people look at it. And I said, yes, but we're the living mandala. We don't just draw pretty pictures. We actually live the, <sighs> live the art, you know, of, of the mandala um, and, and what that means. And, of course, it's got its own specific meanings in uh, Hindu mythology and all, all that. But um, it's about working with energies and, and, and living with energies and understanding, mm. especially the energies that exist between us as human yeah. beings, but as family, the connections we all make with one another mm. um, does resemble a mandala. Mm. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you make image of something like that, so even mm. in those Eastern cultures, like all of Asia and, and all yeah. that kind of thing, yeah. you know, if you make image of that, it's, there's a lot of work and ceremony that goes into it, mm. but then you don't keep the image. No, then they as just... As soon as the ceremony's done, you've got to wipe done, it away. Wipe finish. it away, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Whereas ours is a lived experience of that. It stays with us. Yeah, as that's we it. continue to relate to one another. Mm. Yeah. Well, it gives us a different um, different approach to art. Yes, In does. general, because you know, yeah. we don't really have that word for the big abstract concept of an industry that's art or a discipline. Mm. You yeah. kind of just uh, live it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It and, and draw it, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you got stuff you got stuff going on in your house today? Oh no, just we had a um because we run uh, the business from here. Oh so yeah. We we just had a big meeting with um um a, a large firm just not so long ago. So it was just coming out of that and uh -huh. um, and then I looked at the, the time and went, oh, gosh, I've got, oh, no. I've got another. <laughs> so, I'll yeah. sing out if you've got a bowl. Yeah, no, no. After that, after this one, that's it then. And that's I it then for the day. Relax yeah. a little bit. And, yeah, good yeah. Well, yeah. How are you finding that? Um, well, the, the pressure of that of working with these sort of um, big businesses, corporations, companies, they'd sort of uh, get you on board to consult with them to um mm you know, find ways to bring that in Indigenous knowledge into their operations, yeah. but then yeah. also, yeah. like, looking for that um, that sort of cultural competence and mastery and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like, I think what's exciting about that is they are taking their corporate responsibility very seriously. Yeah. And, um, and many of them do want to do the right thing, um, and that's a good thing. And so that, you know, they come... Uh, to us and we say you know well yes there's some we say there's some basic competencies we have mm. a seven-step approach um, other people might have something else but they like that we've put ours into a framework mm. um, because then they can sell that in a sense the guy said today to the accountants of the firm yeah it's in a framework they can hang something on it and yeah uh, yeah justify you know their 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 approaches and their well that's it ending and whatnot you have but, to um you yeah. have to you have to make an image of that living mandala yeah before they can find it and, yeah, and have exactly. exchange value for yeah, yeah. That's right. but at least they're they're on the path and we can try and guide and direct them also to the right people because we say if we're not the right people for you but we'll point you in the right direction to someone that may be you know yeah. so yeah yeah. Yeah. There's, mm. There's a lot of goodwill. Yeah, there is. I believe so. Yeah. And um, and and change is happening. You just look at just the um, Australia Day just gone by, mm. and how much more discussion there is about whether it's appropriate <clears throat> to have that date or or to celebrate on that date even, and what does that mean for Indigenous people? And so it's it's the it's amazing really where we've come. Mm. Um, and and where the discussion is heading now, and it's the younger ones that are the more enlightened ones. Um, someone was saying that it's the millennials, you know, and I said, thank God for the millennials because mm. <laughs> they're coming through with yeah, their new it. perspectives, and 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 you know, because we are 
about forging new perspectives as we move into the future. And, and our message is, well, um, Aboriginality has a lot to offer that conversation, mm -hmm. as, as well as, you know, your cultures and your experiences. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. Well, the millennials don't really get a, much of a legacy from colonisation and from extraction. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. I mean, they're poor. <laughs> yeah. So they haven't got much stake in, like, uh, keeping things as they are. Yeah, because they're like, what? I'm I'm never going to be able to own a house, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know. Um, Forget that one. <laughs> what, what do I need to persecute yeah. these people for? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I'm, I'm not getting anything out of all this extraction and colonization and occupation. I might as well, um, yep, might as well make friends over here. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah. at least yeah. then I'm then I might be able to get something to eat when it all falls down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> These fellows can show me yeah. show me where the water is. Show me where the water is. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should start listening to them, maybe even speaking their language, you know. Yeah. Um, one of the things I, I talk about in the new book that's coming out on languages is about um, you know, start learning what these Indigenous place names are. It just might save your life one day if you come mm. across a place that says, you know, um, edible uh, bush food found here. Well, that's a good place to camp then, you know, yeah. or, or that water is here in soakages, you know. in the, in the um, So I say Aboriginal language gives environmental information yeah. and, and um, yeah, that, that helps with your survival. That's so, it. Well, yeah. if, it's, if the place is called, like, you know, yeah. uh, plenty of death adders here. Yep, yep, that's right. you probably go around that one. Yeah, steer around. clear of that one. Yeah. Where you, where you big boots. Mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so they do have a personal stake, but in a, like a big sense, looking at the entire world, mm. you know, how urgent do you think it is that, um, that you know, people, so settlers and... Um, you know, all these people have sort of grown up in these empires and are kind of, you know, over the last century, they've been molded into these massive nations. The concept of nation was only invented a century ago and they're all yeah. domesticated into these, you know, massive monoculture, one big yeah. language for so many different regional groups of people, you know, in every one of these big uh, nations. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, and, yeah. and it's it's so clunky, and it takes so much energy and resources just to give people the basics of survival. Um, yeah, and it's okay. killing the world. How urgent do you think it is for people to, um, um, you know, to sort of reconnect with um, languages and cultures of the land, to reconnect with a yeah. relationship with place and land and each other in true our ways. Yeah, I think it's very important, you know, for instance, even like a return to tribalism. Tribalism mm. is given a bad rap in Gadia culture because they yeah. use that word like somehow that's meant to mean you're corrupt or something and, yeah. and it's got nothing to do with that at all. But it's, a, um, it's truly the way we're meant to relate as human mm. beings. Mm. Not as these huge con conglomerates, as you say, you know, mm -hmm. the, the cities and the nations and that. That's all meaning meaningless. The other thing, too, it's about a return to self, coming back mm. and knowing who you are. This is, this is, this is um, really knowing who you are. You wouldn't have this problem with that we, we're having with um, uh, people being confused about their gender and, and mm. other things because they don't have that basic thing holding them up because once you know that, you know who you are, you know. Mm. Mm. Um, so um, for me, it's yeah about coming back to to basics and and relating to people on, on that basic level, and um, coming back to being community minded. And mm. it's not about the individual um, and and you know you getting the best that you can and mm. to and depriving others of of things in in that process. So mm. yes, uh, as I, so I think yeah, it's a real coming back basics yeah that's yeah. it well the, i mean that um sort of big global civilization we're stuck in that they do have a lot of simplistic ideas for complex complex things yeah that yeah. that you know that it creates that confusion you mentioned so even you know with mm. with with your with your sex with your gender your sexuality yeah. Yeah. there's such a limiting and limited 
sort of understanding of that from that that um that sort of colonial settler way of looking at things so you know of course people are going to get confused and then yeah uh, run around and do all kinds of things because there's you know yeah you people know themselves to be something and then but it's not it doesn't match with <laughs> what, no. what the world's doing and how they're talking about it poor yeah. things hey you said gutty before and yep. just in case anybody listening um yep. that that's that's one of our many terms for um yep. For oh, gubbers, wedula, yeah, um, white bottle, on Aboriginal people, yeah, yeah. it's a kind of I grew up with migloo, yeah, yeah. all uh, of but, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's still very, very strong in me, you know, that that you grow up, you know, knowing you're very different from Gadia, um, because they got their ways and we got our ways of doing things, and it's, it's just about. Um, being aware of getting people to think also about why do we do the things we do yeah. you know um, with, with gutter people like where do, where does your handshaking come from mm. where does that come from and and people mm. don't don't have an idea I'm, I'm yeah. astounded by this that yeah. people don't know why they do things the, the way they do and I say it's not like culture fell out of the air and dropped in front of us yeah, yeah. It developed over thousands and thousands of years of you doing the same thing in and out or, or making a little adjustment here and then that becomes cultural in, in yeah. you know, as you move on but you've forgotten why you did that in the first place well it's a, we started out saying hello and yeah. but that's a hell of a greeting that handshake checking yeah. to, checking to see if someone's going to stab if you or not said, talk about yeah, hey, what you've got a knife there like i gotta check you make sure isn't it <laughs> interesting that, and the business leaders will say it's one way of establishing trust and rapport and it's like you think so yeah <laughs> you know, show us you that arm you've got, got a dagger up there yeah um, well they were wearing those um ties too yeah neck yeah. ties and that comes from um yeah. that comes from the croats and the, mm. the, that cravat yep. thing that was that um just a name of a particularly murderous band of um of marauding raiders that would go around and like kill people and steal yep. all their stuff back in the day Gosh. you know and, and they would wear this particular you know this bright cloth around their neck yeah to signify <laughs> this is our gang you know yes and uh <laughs> so <laughs> You know, you're wearing that business tie today, same one, you know. Yeah, same yeah. one, all right. Yeah, um, yeah that's that's funny. Um, um, because there was that popular yellow tie, remember, with the dots that mm -hmm. um, all oh. business people had to have. Just uh, kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but things like that. But it, and And even like you know, the name Australia, for instance. Mm. People don't think even about that term. What does it mm. mean to be an Australian? What, is, what does that mean? Mm. Um, if you don't even know the meaning of the name of the word, why would you call yourself mm. one, mm. an Australian? And I, and I, you know, I get, and most people will, when they have to hesitate, I guess, they'll go, uh, oh, yes, Southern land or something like that. And, and, and I go, no, it's unknown Southern land. Mm. Important to not forget that terra mm. australis incognito, mm. because that goes to the, this idea then of terra nullius, mm. that um, not only don't you know your land, but it's unnamed and it's empty. And, and I ask, I say to people, what do you think this country was called years ago? And they go, Oh, I never thought about that before. And it's like all cultures all over the world name the lands on which they live. If I say to you, um, land of the long white cloud, where's that? Aotearoa. Most mm. people know. Um, most Australians know that as well. And yet they don't know of an indigenous name for this country. Mm. Just uh, astounding. Just things like that, getting people to think on, on that level. Mm. Um, you know. Um, as as land and not name it. it it's it's incredible, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's. I, I guess it's important to. I, I if you're living in the southern hemisphere, and you have roots here, mm. so not like you've still got some fatherland or motherland. Um, mm. You know, in the north there. Um, but you actually yeah. have have roots here, and you have solidarity with the global south as basically you know that's the um uh, the mine and the 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 farm of 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 the the earth you know <laughs> yeah. 
this is the global south is where everything's taken um yeah. in order to keep the global north going because they already finished use up all their stuff yeah um yeah and it's it does put you um put you in a position of of sort of needing to have an identity like a group identity together mm. for the entire hemisphere you know yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, when I was in London, I remember being watching the news and they'd talk about um, uh, the north and the south, me meaning that that divide. Mm. And, I do, and I thought, oh, they're talking about us, Australia, in the south, you know. Mm. And um, it's just, uh, yeah, it was just kind of struck me as, as odd um, referring to the rest of the world as either you're either in the north or the south. Um, very odd. Mm -mm. So in the business of <clears throat> doing this kind of, you know, cross-cultural education and bringing people mm. in, giving them that cultural desire, because that's the gift. It's not the cultural awareness, it's the cultural desire, the desire yes. to want to keep living this, mm. not just watch the PowerPoint presentation mm. and go home, but to, to actually build relationships and, you know, that desire to yeah. want to know more. Um, You've you got to have little tricks. And, and some 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 little like golden for like you've shared a couple already like yep. you know you, some little language tricks some little stories yep. some little snippets of isn't it interesting that and mm -hmm. you know your little mind blowing bits and pieces for people um yeah I mean I don't want you to give away all your trade secrets or anything <laughs> like that but you got any good ones you can share with us. Oh, I'm I'm sure there's 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 lots of them over the years. You develop them also yeah, that yeah. shorthand for you to to um, to pass on a message to people. It's like take for instance sacred sites. You know, I talk mm. a lot about that mm. in my in my book, and I talk about s s i g h t s sacred right. sites s-i-t-e-s because you go there so you can have a vision that's the whole idea of a sacred site is yeah. is what's revealed to you at that location that's what makes it special so mm. um yeah so lots of little gems like that but also what happens when you destroy sacred sites you know um erect a dam here or you know um blow something apart here um it, it, we, I say to people, you know, our, our stories, our, our Dreamtime stories, they're stories, but they're like a book. And what happens when you blow up um, one sacred site is you've effectively taken out a page of that book. Mm. So that story, that part of the story is lost almost forever if you don't do anything to restore it straight away. Mm. So what people really get that. They go, oh, that's why it's damaging. Yeah, because you're taking, tearing out the pages. You're not able to read the story. You're losing knowledge as, as you do that. Go home and, you know, grab a favourite book of yours and pull out a few pages and see how much you'll appreciate the story then, you know. Somehow Shakespeare mm. will lose his meaning or, mm. you know, and, and you miss a key message yeah. um, to you. Um, so lots of little gems like that. Just going over my manuscript today and um, about looking at body language mm. and so there's a chapter on body language there and and I talk about how it's different for Gutty and Whitefella uh, around eye contact mm. that we have um, indirect eye contact and we don't stare people in the eye because it's a mm. way of invading their space and everything mm. but to, I was curious and I thought well what's an acceptable amount of time in Gutia culture. So I just Googled it and it up pops a scientific article that says there'd been work done to suggest 3.3 seconds is, is about the um, time that most people are comfortable with. Um, and otherwise then you're just being a creep by staring. So it's everybody. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, but when you, when, then the, the woman said, but what happens when you, you, you like someone and you want to stare a bit? No, and, and, and the guy said, um, the body language expert said, well, you sit diagonally from them and you avert your gaze. That's what our mob have been doing for yeah, yeah. thousands of years. And I thought, yeah. what did we know about human dynamics that told mm. us that was the more acceptable way to go? <laughs> to not look directly at someone, but to... Be, be there, but not put them at uh, disease, if yeah. you like. So just the incredible wisdom in that. 
yeah. and and the cultural practices that our people have developed um, through all of that living and all of that human experience is is really just quite um, incredible. Mm. Um, another one that I talk to people about is in, in uh, the mo mother-in-law taboo and that there are yeah. a mother-in-law language in, in a lot of the nations. And, uh, but, and I said, um, and people giggle when they hear that and laugh. And, yeah. you know, because, um, but I said, that's, that's an inbuilt conflict resolution mm. that we avoid going there and having problems with our in-laws because mm. we've already got this inbuilt into our kinship system. Mm. And, and I say to people, you know, our mob have been on this planet for a long time. We understand human dynamics yeah. all too well. And so just the incredible wisdom that, that guided our people, the knowledge there um, about um, what would be a better way, you know. Mm. Uh, this is one way to avoid that kind of conflict. Mm. Uh, you make it a general rule for everybody. Nobody gets upset then. You know, mm -hmm. your mother-in-law can't criticise you for the way you're bringing up her grandchildren yep. or the way that you're treating her son or daughter, your spouse, and and everybody gets on with their business. Yeah, yeah. that's but one of my hooks too. Place. Yeah, they know <laughs> their people. place, don't they? Yeah, because, yeah. mm. you know, wouldn't you like to have in-law avoidance protocols? Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't, yeah. That, be, <laughs> wouldn't yeah. that be useful? And everybody yeah. laughs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, again, when we're looking at um, the kinship structure that I take people through, and it differs, of course, for all the nations across Australia, um, but the, at the end, the exercise is, what insights do you gain from this? And people mm. go, oh, yes, belonging, inclusivity, um, nobody's left outside, great. And I go, now, how do you apply that in, at your workplace? Mm. And gets leaders thinking about, how to create that family within mm. their organisation. So they love that stuff, you mm. know, um, mm. um, being CEOs and, and leaders and whatnot. So, um, uh, again, bringing that wisdom, Aboriginal wisdom. And the other thing, too, we take them through is when we, uh, we run um, leadership courses for, for um, all these CEOs and that, but we look at leadership, we turn it on its head and look at mm. leadership from an Aboriginal perspective. And, mm. and, and what it means and gets them to think mm. about leadership from that point of view, which is very different from Gutier way of leadership. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Mm. But I mean, you know, all your organisation you know, goes like that. I mean, when you have so many people who have to be on so many teams and mm. be across different teams, uh, but also need to be able to work together in pairs and then in larger groups, and then when all the teams come together, you know, yeah. um, that's, you know, if you're looking at our, you know, not just the kinship, but the governance, yeah. you know, model that comes along with that. And, um, you know, optimal group size, optimal group dynamics for different exactly. tasks, all these sorts of things, it's, yeah. it's all there. Yeah. With that, our kinship system, you know, it starts always with that kinship pairs. Yep. You know, yep. like that's the foundation yeah. there, and you have all those different pairs and those relations that you have, you know. Yeah. But then you have, um, and then you have your exclusive groups, smaller yeah. groups, then your larger inclusive groups, and you know, you need to be able to move between those, mm. you know, Maybe. at the same time as balancing that with your own autonomy and sovereignty as an individual, because yeah. nobody boss blame, you know. Yeah. Uh, at the same time yeah. yeah so it's pretty good i was I'm working on a little bit of that with jack manning bancroft from aim at the moment we're looking at optimum um team dynamics but then building that in with this idea of networking so yeah. how do you get that that happening yeah because we're trying to do like a social network that's not a social network it's a relational network yep a platform yeah. you know so you look at this optimum team dynamics and i think it's jeff bezos who says you your optimal team size is um, anyone who can, um, uh, any group of people that can share two pizzas for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that's wow. a really good measure. A so good it's one. around four, five, six people. Yeah. Usually, what yeah. what do you reckon culturally and having think into your um into your law? Mm. You know, what what's your um what's your optimum like team size like for people, if women sitting uh 
you know, weaving together or getting yeah. roots, going out for roots for dyes or going out for shell, mud shell or something, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it is around that six to eight group. Um, I think that works re really well. Yeah. Um, and again, that's keeping within the, the, the kinship groups, you know, mm. um, like usually six to eight, um, mm. the skin groups. Um, some yeah. have moieties, which is an, another dimension as well. Mm. But ab about that, I'd say, about around six to eight mm. Um, mm. to run the business. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was just, uh, yeah, I was thinking like even like the seven sisters and the stories of the seven sisters. Um, and one sister usually always gets lost or something happens to her. And, yeah. and the women don't feel complete until they go off and they, they you know, want to find that lost sister. The yeah, that's sister. it. We always want to bring that lost sister along with us. Yeah. We don't want to leave her behind. So I take um, lessons from those stories. Yeah. Um, about looking after each other, one, and keeping together as family. But that that's, uh, um, yes, yeah, six to seven group there. Yeah. So, mm. it's seven spirit families. Mm. It's always, you know, one of those papers on the optimum group dynamics said that it's um, it's two people either side of seven. Yep. That, you know, uh, you, you can yep. go two, two that way or two that way, but yeah. not yeah. too many because once you get past nine, it's yep. too much. Too much, yeah. uh, somebody always somebody's going to miss out yep you know? that makes complete sense to me yeah yeah it does especially mm. if you're thinking in terms of two pizzas yeah <laughs> yeah you know or, um, or the two, two moieties there <laughs> yeah yeah that's it <laughs> two moieties hey <laughs> you know vegan cheese yes on this one and then the meat lovers on that one over there yep, that's right <laughs> two bloods there <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, that's really funny. Mm. But then you cut those ones in half because then you got submoiders then, see? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Well, um, look, it's just, I don't know. I, I can't wait to see your, I can't wait to see your language book. How it yeah. finishes up if you if you means you've been changing it uh, all this time since I went through that your first manuscript there. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, great. Yeah, just tightening it up and also making it easier to read because like with Journey into Dreamtime, you know, I did several rewrites, always thinking because mm. I've got that temptation to go that academic way. And yeah. I've got to pull myself back and go. No, it's general readership. You want it. You want it so that write it so uh, anybody can pick up the book and be able to read and follow it so the same with with languages which is interesting mm. because linguistics is very technical very yeah. technical so yeah. the challenge is to how do i write this in a way that people can understand but still get the key mm. messages mm. So, yeah so not wandering too far from it but just yeah. trying to write in that in that way yeah uh, yeah, in that simple way, if you like, and and geez, you have to work hard to write simple, don't you? That's it. <laughs> and look, how do you feel about that? Uh, all the cognitive linguistics stuff that's you know um, linking language to cognition and all that sort of stuff. There's been a bit of a resurgence, not like yeah. the slack stuff, like the Sapir Wharf stuff yeah. from the seventies with the oh Eskimos got fifty words for snow and oh, all that, you know. Yeah. But this uh, sort of more proper idea of you know that. You know, your language is a reflection of, of where your cultural attention and, is directed. And how you think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm very what are some supportive. of your thoughts there? Yeah, very supportive of people like um, Lara Boroditsky and um, people like that that are um, coming from this different angle altogether. So, um, uh, yeah, I've, that, that to me that's exciting stuff, mm. really exciting stuff. And, um, um you know, like, for instance, a, a word, you know, like the way of saying hello for Murray's is um, which way, you yeah, know, yeah. And, go, and that's about cardinal directions, which way, if you yeah, look yeah. at traditional, traditional where word, it's where you're going, and you've got to know, to, in order to know where you're going, you've got to have a real sense of your cardinal directions, yeah. and she says, Lyra Boroditsky, when you ask every day which way, how mm. you're going pretty soon you get grounded she says yeah that's and, it and and um so i'm very supportive of i really like i lean more towards um 
than the, uh, them than the Sapper Wolf Wolf um, hypothesis. I think yeah, they're yeah. more in tune with where it's yeah. at, really. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, yeah, and she's a very ex exciting writer mm. uh, in that whole discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just that example's got everything, you know. Mm. Mm. It's not, you know, the most important thing is location. It's, yeah. You know, where you're going and your trajectory, your yes. purpose, you know. Yeah. If we're, yeah. and you begin to understand, I guess, people, if they're looking at language and yeah. we're kind of having this bird's eye view the whole time and we know the place where we are and in all the places yeah. we're connected to and you sort of see, you know, this GPS going the whole time. <laughs> you the sort whole of, time. All and, the uh, different human and non-human you're connected with all around, absolutely. where they are, where they're moving. Yep. So you want to know some strange fellow coming down the street or family Absolutely. member going somewhere. Yeah. Which way? Which way? Yeah. yeah. When I'm running the cultural awareness workshops and that one thing I'll get to say to people is, can you point to north right now or yeah, north yeah. And just to see how many people in the room can actually do it just like that, you yeah. know, that's part of that sense that Aboriginal people have with them all the time yeah. about, you know, north so they can point, you know, without even having to think about it. Yeah. Oh, it's that way, you know, and um, and that comes from that custom of asking which way. Um, fascinating, just um, uh, language and, and what it can reveal. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. And then um, I, I, I've, I used to do... Um, do a whole bit on that one with you know different workshops and things one of them was recreating that that experiment that psych experiment um where to get um they get different different kids to memorize these objects yeah. on, a, on a table you know the one <laughs> yeah and then uh they take the objects off and move the table like put it on an angle yeah and they go okay now put the objects back yeah in the same place and yep. then you go to your kids there, they'll put it put it back, line them up at the corners mm. and the sides of the table, you know. But then, you know, um, Aboriginal people always do it. They'll, they'll put mm. it in its original direction. It doesn't yeah. matter which way, which angle the table's on, the table's yeah. irrelevant. Yeah, no, that's no. right. Yeah. That's, that's incredible, yeah. yeah. I know that um, I think it's Korean language that they, like grammatically, they always put the context first. Yep. Yeah. So for them in those uh, experiments with the figure and ground mm. ones, you know, where you you get shown a picture and, and people ask what's in the picture mm. and go to your look and say, well, it's a duck. Next, yeah. next picture. <laughs> Come on, I want to get as many of these done right as I can. And, um, but, you know, a Korean kid or, you know, an Aboriginal kid, African kid will be going, you know, mm. well, it's a, a lake with a forest and uh, looks like it's late winter in the afternoon. Um, you yeah. know, there's uh, these kinds of fish, probably you find them over there and there's a duck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, another interesting thing that I was talking to a friend of mine today, she went away camping and her husband um, went out to go to the toilet at night and he almost stood on a bl black snake, red vein, hey. you know. Yeah. And he just, he just had somebody just like a voice said, turn on the torch and he didn't, there was one. And, I, and I, for me, and I talk about it in the book, is um, the way that we approach life, like um, Blackfoot, when we walk in the bush, we're looking down on the ground, you know, mm. exactly for dangers mm. and other things. I've noticed with Gadia people, they really look down, they look straight ahead, and it's part of their culture. That's that expansionism, you know, the yeah. being, um, you know, seeking out empires and whatnot mm. not looking immediately in your environment mm. and, and i said to her now if he was a black fella, he'd be looking down at the ground um it wouldn't even you know not look down because yeah. that's where the dangers are and how many people i hear stories of them almost treading on on snakes and whatnot I think, that's it how, how can you you know hey. <laughs> you should be looking and seeing um, it's, it's different on different country too yeah, we know exactly. this. So you know, you over west, and yeah. you you can actually step on a black snake. But on the east, that the black snakes always get out of your way. Mm. You hardly ever see them unless they're running away from you. You know. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then, uh, like I took that orientation first time I went to WA. I'm out with the mobile country there, and I'm yeah. I'm getting along, and it starts to look a bit black snaky to me. So I start stopping my feet. They're like, "Hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> 
<laughs> you make the black snakes come and i'm like what <laughs> it's the other way on the other side of the continent it's like you know yeah. your black snakes over there that if they hear you stomping or you know they've got that vibrations that they come at you yeah yeah, yeah it's really yeah. different mm. yeah. so um or even out you know like looking at aboriginal healing and um the way that yongu people treat snake bugs if you mm. get bitten by a snake they tie up that snake to a stick and with you and they they say to them now we let you go if this person going to be all right so there's this working <laughs> in communion with the snake about yep. you know healing and harm not people not being harmed i think that's amazing that Fancy is amazing then when Contract. everything's all right let him go yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. don't see much um um black get bit by snakes though no no i don't think i've ever heard of a real life example of that no that's right um or or get taken by crocodiles and other yeah yeah it's like you just gotta be respectful and mindful mm. when you're out there in the bush well and this this is how this is how everything's different yeah. You know, because you look yeah. at all the disciplines from psychology to economics, mm. um, governance, all these things, they're all grounded in these ideas of like, um, so they have these psychologies of, of oh, it's fight or flight. Mm. You know, like that's the basis of these disciplines. But, um, yeah. you know, because when we were cavemen, they always have when we were cavemen, you know, you never know when a tiger's going to jump out. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. yeah, you do. If you're living on the land, you know where the tigers are. Exactly. You know where the crocodiles are. You know where the snakes are. Yeah, you always right. know. Yeah. Because you're in relation with those things, you know. Yep. You're yeah. located. Yeah. You know, and that, that's a tricky one because a lot of the theories, a lot of the psychologies and even the behavioral stuff in economics, you mm. know, and that free market system and everything else, a lot of the theories that they're grounded in just doesn't work without the fight or flight fantasy. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I know one black fellow who got took by crocodiles. Yeah. And that was that was a suicide. Mm, that mm. was how he ended it. Yeah. You know, and apart yeah. from that, never ever heard of it. No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Funny one, eh? Yeah. Well, look, yeah. we better we better look at wrapping up soon because I reckon okay. you need to um you need to have have a bit of smoke going. Yeah, I definitely need to go and have my lunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, thanks for giving me this time, Art. No, yeah, really you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, no, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, good to catch um, up. Yeah. All right. I'll yeah. flick, flick your link after. Yep. Thanks. Yeah, love your yeah. work. Can't wait to see the language book next year. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, so it we, is coming out. Um, yeah. So that'll be good. Yeah. Well, anytime, you know, just yeah, yeah. in touch with me. If, Same. Um, got my number and that, and um, yeah. let's continue the conversations then. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. keep you on it. All right. Yeah. All right. So, in Yiddigal Gorna, go well then. Come, pal. See you, honey. Yes, yeah.